Welcome back to Manders, calling a man's answer show every week. If you guys haven't already, make sure you subscribe to me on your favorite streaming platform to stay up to date with the show. Um, this is episode 45 of Noah Lewis, audio only because we did it in person. Still got to figure out how to do the camera work in person. Uh, Noah Lewis is one of my good friends. He is a basketball player at Pacific University and is going to be the new host of the show, The Underdog, in which they bring on people who have an underdog story to tell. Actually, in person, back, man. actually in person this time. We did it through Podbean. Didn't even see your face last time. Right. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so we're talking about you starting your own podcast. You want to just start? Well, first off. For people who are, what was I going to say? For people who are not new to the channel but know me but haven't listened to my old stuff, just introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Gotcha. I'm um, Noah Lewis. Uh, I'm a basketball player here at Pacific University, um, where you go, where you're a kicker. Uh, so I play basketball here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, getting my feet wet in the podcast in the podcast game a little bit. Uh, me, uh, my roommate, Ethan Moss, and then two of our buddies from home, Trent Mayfield and Dalton Wilderotter, we had this idea um, of creating something like called the Underdog Pod. Mm-hmm. And basically, so it's going to be a podcast, and we're basically going to have people on the show who consider themselves to be underdogs. Or overrated. Or, or Yeah, or, I mean underrated oh okay uh and basically you just talk about they're gonna come on and like talk about how they're underdogs or like mm-hmm. what their underdog story is right because everybody has a story of how they got to where they were right i have my story you have your story like everybody has a story of of how they are where they're at or getting to where they want to be kind of thing and uh we're just kind of trying to find people who think they got it out the mud so to speak yeah and just kind of hear what they have to say uh listen to their story and then Basically, we're going to clip those uh, small clips together and put them out, and then we're going to put you know videos and everything like that on YouTube. How long are you thinking Audio for this? SoundCloud. What's that? How long are you thinking for your episode episodes? was? Yeah, probably like forty-five minutes. Yeah, forty-five minute episodes. Just chop it up and then split it up a little bit like that. Um, Smart. We've got some big plans of some big guests of who we want nice. to bring on. So, yeah, I was um, talking to the other Noah, not this Noah, about you know some interesting people that you could get on um who are you gonna keep it in the sport realm or are you going to just do anything so that's the beauty of this idea is yeah. that you can be an underdog in any industry right mm-hmm. like i might be an underdog on the basketball court you might be an underdog on the football field right mm-hmm. but i mean let's say someone's an underdog and they're an accountant yeah or someone's an underdog and they're <laughs> shout in, out randall dude. shout out randall but they're like in the <laughs> film industry yeah. or let's say you know they're an underdog in the music industry or like the reason why me and Ethan didn't want to just do it on our own and why we added Trent and my buddy Dalton from home is my buddy Dalton from home. He's a model for VNY models in New York city. Mm-hmm. So he knows a bunch of people in that industry. Trent's super involved in like the film and music industry. And he knows a lot of cool people from LA and whatnot. Uh, so we're really just trying to have some variety uh, because we don't want to just target one market of people we want everybody be able to like listen to our podcast and be like all right yo this is dope that's go from there yeah the cool thing about um that specific area too is for podcasting is there's a big there's like a split between the podcast so like it's mainly niche specific you know and so there's people who will list like will come back every episode just because of that specific idea right you know and keeping it um 
like 45 that's like perfect timing like right. that's what most most uh episodic specific like niche podcasts are mm-hmm. so like there's this guy um mark savant um and he has this podcast and he like i communicate with him once in a while and his is the after hours entrepreneur and i think he does like 35 to 40 something and he like talk brings on people and he does it i'm pretty thirsty pretty sure through zoom right so that idea is is it's gold bro and and the cool thing about it is too is like you don't have to like especially if you post clips like you're gonna say like you're doing you can post the most the best absolutely things on yeah that's cool and then i can have each of you guys on to in your own specific realms and you guys can promote yourselves too that'd be great yeah we'd love yeah, to we'd love to definitely see that's another thing about i hate i hate so i've talked to bobby i helped bobby out a little bit with his podcast and Bobby's is a little, he's like a comedian, so he has his own little little thing. Man, he does Bobby for real. He does it on Instagram Reels. But, like, my shit's not even really a podcast. I Like, it really, it's really just really a conversation. And I bring people on, and they introduce themselves, and they say who they are. And then I kind of just, like, let them let them market themselves. And so when people listen to it, other people can catch them and stuff. So I'm kind of yeah. just like a, I would call myself like a medium podcaster. Well, you I'm should like, start doing when you get, when all of this stuff kind of with the COVID thing and, yeah. all, and all calms down is what you should start doing is you should start bringing people that you've had on this podcast, like maybe do like a happy hour with all yeah. of them or something like that. The or clubhouse, bro. That's what I've been. Perfect. Yeah. Just bring them all together and yeah. then you can kind of make connections with different people, different yeah. industries, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you've brought, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50 people together yeah. in a group. And that is, you know, 10, 20, 30 more connections for another person. Yeah, you're changing the world. It's cool because like not only like can you like create opportunities for like yourself, but it's like cool when you can create opportunities for other people. Absolutely. Like one of the coolest things that I've found doing this is that people like I do this, and then people I do this with, I become like friends with them, and we talk right. and everything, and they have their own specific life and stuff like that. Like um, this kid Cadence, I know he uh, he's a big like Twitch streamer kind of thing. And he doesn't really do games. He's like, I mean, he sometimes does GTA and stuff, but he's more like a uh, musician, I guess, kind of thing. And he was talking to me about that. He was like, I bring people together. And it's almost like the the new Twitter, I can't remember what it's called, Cheats or something like that. And then um, the classrooms and the clubhouse uh, where you like bring certain people together, like eight, ten people, and they just talk and they market. It's almost like a convention over social media. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, so you could really be like the mediator kind of thing and just bring people together to be sick. It's weird. It's what's really weird. The weirdest part of it is like every day, bro, I have numbers text me that I don't really have the numbers anymore talking to me about it. And like, yeah. or I'll have like, I'll go out and someone will like talk to me, like from like Pacific, you know, and they'll be like, hey, just listen to your podcast, great stuff. And it like blows my mind. That's like, great. I, I didn't realize. So when I was at home, it's really hard because people who knew me there, we like talk about it, but it was weird when I got back here and people were like talking to me about it, and I was like, I, I was doing this like accidentally on Podbean last right. semester, you know. And now it's now it's where it is, you it, know. Yeah, and it's still growing. And the cool thing that like another reason I was I wanted to interview you, or conversation with you is I I like helping other people do things like that too because right. I've had podcasters. How many have I had on? Two or three, just okay. strictly podcasters, yeah. and a bunch of people who have never done a podcast before, and I like getting them getting comfortable speaking. Wet, yeah. yeah, it's a cool thing. Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable like speaking and stuff like that. I just think uh, getting my feet wet in the podcast game. So, 
It's a we'll skill, see, bro. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's nobody like Papa Joe Rogan that's so good at it. No, he's he's, he's the Godfather. Really? But uh, I'm, I've been pretty inspired by. Have you have you watched JJ Reddick's podcast before? Dude, honestly, I have not watched the full thing, but I've watched his um, like clips. I ha- I watched the one with him and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. He's got really cool episodes. He gets really cool people on there. Like, it's just an interesting podcast. So, that was really what kind of like inspired this whole mm-hmm. like idea but we wanted to do like a theme i wanted to do like a theme i didn't want to just get on and talk because i feel like a lot of the best podcasts are like themed like themed or Mm -hmm. they're like guest driven like i feel like what drives your podcast is like you do a great job obviously but you bring like interesting people on and yeah they just drive the show like they drive the ship you know what i mean so like we want to get people who can ultimately drive the ship Mm -hmm. and we want to get it to the point where people aren't watching our podcast because they want to listen to me talk Mm -hmm. all day or ethan or trent or dalton what they wanted to listen to is, all right, who's going to be the underdog this week? Mm-hmm. Who are they going to talk about? Who's going to who are they going to bring on this week? And some of the people we have written down, we have like a rough draft little list. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the people we have written down, and some of the people we've talked to about coming on the show already, just after having like one or two meetings about it, um, it could be pretty cool. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, what are you like interested in doing? Like besides, uh, like obviously podcasting is something, but what is like your interest like for life? And like, what are you like really interested in pursuing after college and things like that? Okay. Yeah, I got you. Um, after college, uh, not a lot of people know about this. Uh, it's kind of been something that um, I've kind of like worked on on the down low. But um, one of the main things that I'm working on right now is uh, just trying to get myself prepared to play overseas after college. Um, one of the reasons why like I continue to work so hard and have worked so hard for so long uh, throughout these like unprecedented times is uh, ultimately I'm trying to like play professionally mm-hmm. um, and so through a lot of different research and things like that I found out that I'm actually eligible to become a citizen in Israel completely new place new country never been there but I've got family lineage um, out there and that makes me um, eligible to get a citizenship out there Mm -hmm. so my plan right now is i'm working on getting my citizenship there i'm actually going there over the summer um to just kind of um get some stuff uh put together and stuff like that i also got an internship out there um so really i'm trying to play there for a few years after i graduate and then uh try to make a name for myself out there and then come back to america and like see what i could get into i mean i feel like the biggest thing for me and like people in general is a lot of people um you know they just get out of school and then they go get a nine to five yeah you're not trying to do that and like for me i just want to like follow my passion Mm because i don't want to be one of those people that's like all right well i might be working x amount of hours and i might be providing for my family but like if i'm not enjoying life i'm not enjoying life like i need to be enjoying life i need to be in a setting Mm -hmm. where i'm like all right, like this is truly what I want to do. And obviously I'm not done playing. I feel like there's a lot, I I feel like I have a lot left to give um, to the game and a lot left to prove. So I'm going to use the rest of my college career and hopefully my pro career to show that. And then when I'm done with that, I feel like most of my connections and most of my network is within basketball and within that little industry. So um yeah i mean it'll be really interesting to see like where that goes whether it goes into coaching yeah um i've really it's really interesting uh i've seen a lot of people like opening up their own gyms and starting training facilities and stuff like that so i'd love to look into something like that so we'll we'll really see um yeah but you know i think 
I, can, I just can't see myself like not being around basketball bas- around yeah. basketball yeah it's just like been such a big part of my life for so long and i just kind of want to follow that that's the cool thing about sports and the interesting thing about sports is that um it's hard to get your feet out of it, you know. Uh, one of the biggest things I've been struggling with is, you know, I struggle with injuries and everything like that. Right, right. And then starting this podcast, it's like kind of shifted my priorities in a sense. Yeah. You know, having a girl back home and having school, you know, trying to keep my grades really high because obviously law school is still in my realm. But like doing something that people actually like want to like tap into and having yeah. having like people listen is kind of it's really hard to juggle what you love because i love football you know but it's like there comes a ter- time where you're like where where is your life heading you know and where are you driving it right. so i think by you saying that you don't want to leave the sport of basketball if you make that decision for yourself it's going to be it's going to drive your life you know it's going to be easy easier yeah. for you to do it and then you just falling out of something because yeah. i think if you put your mind to anything you can do anything you for know? sure and that's one for of sure. the biggest things that i say to people is like if you want to do something do it bro absolutely people are people are scared people are fearful and that's why people hate on other people doing things i think it's because they're afraid it's themselves. their own insecurities exactly like for me it's just i'm not like i'm not afraid to go play professional basketball in another country i'm not afraid to like do things that other people would you know consider outside of their comfort zone um so realistically like going to israel is going to be you know a different experience for sure for me i know that i know it's culturally going to be a shock i know i'm going to be away from um a bunch of different people that i grew up around um, obviously like my family i'll be away from like my friends out here or friends from home there's going to be nobody in sight but i mean i've just like wanted to do it for so long like i'm not mm-hmm. scared to do it and i'm actually excited for it i'm I'm hoping that everything kind of pieces together well and i, I get the right will. opportunity appreciate that bro um especially since like you have like plans and goals but you don't have strict like i have to do this in my nah, life yeah. you know and n- not saying professional basketball you're saying that you're you're saying i'm gonna do that you know um so i think you're just like i want to stay in the basketball community i want to do something but i want to give back i want to maybe open a gym do something like that yeah so you can't you, play forever you know yeah but you can be around it forever. Absolutely. And so by you not holding yourself to such strict priorities, um, you'll be able to do something magical, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I think mentally you just got to like, especially it's so hard when when times like this, when like I feel like us, especially like young college men mm-hmm. are so like future driven. Everybody's like, I want to succeed. I want to succeed. Definitely. I want to succeed. Like shit, you have night terrors at night. Like, you know, like everybody wants to succeed so bad, but the people that um, really separate themselves are just the people who like aren't afraid to just go get it and then just use their resources. Like for me, I'm not, you know, the best basketball player in the world. I'm not the biggest, strongest, fastest, tallest, but like I know my niche, right? Mm-hmm. I know my game. And then I also know my network, right? Like I know how to brand myself. I know how to network myself. And I'm, I'm never afraid to like, reach out to people, stuff yeah. like that. So I think the biggest thing is people just got to use their network and know their surroundings, know who they know. And I mean, you never know. They, they, they say it's not the grades you make, it's the hands you shake. So That's an awesome quote. Um, I think you'd be good at marketing or market managing almost in yeah. a sense, like um, being someone's like marketer. I think you'd be good at that. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. I've thought, about, I've thought about that too, just doing like PR kind of thing. My yeah. mom does PR. Um, but I really want to own a business. I want to own a couple of businesses. I really kind of want to be like, 
I'm kind of a hustler. I've always been a hustler kind of growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've always just been like a hustler and especially with basketball, I've always been like a grinder because I mean, to, to be the player I am, like you can't be that type of player unless you put the work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always just kind of worked hard. Uh, so I kind of want to have little businesses and then I want to take money that I make like playing basketball, put that into a business and then take money I put from that business and invest it. Like I want to do multiple different yeah. things. I don't want to just be like a guy that has one career and I'm, they're like, oh, okay, you're a lawyer. Okay. You're a doctor. Like I want to do a bunch of different things and just kind of see where, see where it goes. So the money is, the right. money is in, it's cool. Uh, I was watching Dave Portnoy, Portnoy, you know him, Barstool Sports president. Hmm. Nah, I don't know. Um, but he was basically saying he was like he's big on TikTok and everything, and he was basically saying um, that he uh, like some advice. He's like create like don't worry about like strictly money when you get like when you're starting something. Worry about creating something, you know. And I was just talking to Kenyon's friend actually from back home, uh, who's a videographer, um, Mikey or Mickey Dunley, and he uh, was basically telling me that, like, we were talking about, like, starting something, hustling and working for free for a while is honestly one of the greatest things you can do because it's about the hands you shake, you know? Right. Um, And I think people nowadays are so fearful of not having money in their pockets. Um, People are so, like, worried about what their next meal is coming or where uh, the rent money is going to come from, but, you know... I'm lucky enough to have a supporting cast around me, my family, my friends. But, you know, I, I, I always tell people, if you, like, if you have an idea, right, there's probably at least 10,000 other people who have that same idea, right? And there's about 100 people out of that 10,000 who are going to actually go attack on that idea. And there's about one person out of that 100 who's going to make it on that idea. Right. And so your odds are pretty good just in starting something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Don't be afraid, you know? For sure. Yeah, and another thing you got to remember is, is, like, the way society is right now, it's almost been, like, it's weird. I don't know if social media has, has created uh, this narrative, but it's almost like like trying to do something or, or working hard or, or, or going after, like, what you want is, like, is like not cool. Like, you know right? what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's, it's almost like people are just afraid to fail. So that they that they would they would just rather like sit back, you know. Yeah. And for me, for you, for for people out there who are just go getters, like I can't imagine just sitting back and being cool. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's always like it's weird. And it's like it's like Kobe. Like Kobe used to always talk about how like he would always be back in the gym after that game. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't matter what happened back in the gym, like. It doesn't matter if he, there's interviews of him winning a game and him just being pissed at the podium, like job's not finished. So mm-hmm. like you just kind of have to have that, like that Kobe mentality or even that like Nipsey hustle mentality where like the marathon continues, like good, bad, indifferent. Like you just got to keep going and keep striving for what you want because mm-hmm. I mean, most likely the next guy's too scared to. So, yeah. And I don't know if you're naturally like this, but I'm not naturally like a go-getter. Like, I mean, in a sense I am like I grind, like I have this internal desire to want to do things, but I'm 
so like I'm naturally afraid to fail, you know, and I'm naturally afraid. I'm Everybody naturally, is. Yeah, and I'm naturally a perfectionist. So I don't know. I, you can tell me if you're like this. I have to force myself to let myself fail and let myself learn and let myself like feel like the hurt that comes with the greatness. You mm-hmm. know, um, I'll give you an example. We're kicking. Um, if I. Um, like I worry about the one shank I have rather than the, the 15 great balls I have. Right. Or I, um, like when I'm doing my intros, I fucking take 60 turns. I'm like, fuck dude. Like when I mess <laughs> up one word or something. Um, and I think that actually internally helps me drive harder and stuff like that, but it also hurts me a little bit. Yeah. And so my natural, like what I'm trying to do right now. Um, and for those of you listening and you, uh, you guys should try this too. If you guys are like this, trying to balance being, you know, trying to be great and get better every day with not being your worst critic because I naturally am just tearing myself down. You're stupid. This is not going to work. Yeah, you can't talk to yourself that way. No. But, I mean, I see what you're saying, like having that balance of pushing yourself but also giving yourself a little bit of credit, right? Yeah, That's what you're kind of trying to talk about. Yeah, I think uh, it's really hard, especially when you are that type of person that just like, strives for perfection all the time Mm -hmm. and i mean it is it's hard too because i feel like social media has really brought this out of people is like they see somebody else doing something and they're like shit you know um but realistically i think the best way to like balance that and give yourself a little credit is just to like be around people who are real with you Mm -hmm. so not necessarily like the person who's always going to tell you how good you are or how like, bad you are. Right. Like for me, right. Like a lot of the times, like I don't like talking to my mom after games because whether I have a good game or a bad game, my mom is always going to tell me I did great because she's mm-hmm. my mom. Yeah. And it's like, I could have 30 points or I could have had the worst game of my entire <laughs> life. I could have maybe played for two minutes and my mm-hmm. mom would be like, great job, honey. Like, and like, that's not a, ultimately like not necessarily which it's not what you want to hear and it's not what you need to hear so i would keep like for me like i keep a close group of friends where like they will always tell you like what you need to hear Mm -hmm. and when you accomplish something right and you're you might be like oh like that's not enough they'll give you that credit they'll give you that pat pat on the back be like like recognize that you know yeah so i think that's really important is just having your close group listening to your friends listen it's one of the hardest things to do is let go of something that's dead or yeah. dead wood a part of you because a lot of us you know especially 20 21 year old kids a lot of what we are is dead wood yeah. and it hate it sucks to say that because a lot of what we need to do is let go of that shit that is holding us down and eat like grow that's what being a young man's about it's growing into being a man is yeah and so you know when someone recognizes something that you internally know is hurting you like um for example maybe partying too much something you know i mean obviously right now yeah but just in general partying too much doing things that are detrimental to your health not doing that one thing not doing the reading you need to do not not going to practice just discipline yeah um someone be like hey get your shit get your shit together and start doing this you know um it if you don't have that man it it's really easy to become soft and become woke and become all these people who are like, I'm great, even though I'm overweight and all this stuff. Like, don't hurt me. You know, like, it's like, if you don't have anyone saying like, hey, this is something that you can fix and you should strive to do. And, and 
if you put your discipline into it. It's really easy to become this social media hating other people culture. Yeah, yeah. It's all about like accountability and just like your own inner discipline. And you just got to find what motivates you. I mean, because realistically, like, yeah, like I said, like having friends is great, but it's it's got to come from you. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have it within, you can get wherever you want with it. What do you think, like, the most driven you've ever been is? Like, what were you doing? Like, maybe it was basketball. Maybe it was um, something to do with school. Maybe it was just, like, something in your, inter- in, in your like, youth. Like, what was something where you felt, like, absolutely driven? You're like, I'm not going to stop until I get this. Uh, I would say... When I was when I was getting recruited in high school, uh, that was like a really a really serious time for me. Um, that summer going into my senior year, I think I was in like thirteen or fourteen different states, uh, just traveling around, playing in different tournaments and different camps and stuff like that. And um, you know, I didn't have uh, like the cookie cutter high school career that you know. I didn't have like every accolade in the world and I wasn't Gatorade player of the year and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, I wasn't like a super highly touted guy coming out of high school, but I knew I was good enough to play at the next level, uh, regardless of what anybody else thought. Um, so I told myself like, I'm not going to stop working until I get where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of translated into like my freshman year when I was, um, you know, not getting a lot of playing time um, and just kind of learning the ins and outs of college basketball um that year where uh i wasn't really playing much but i just worked my ass off um to go from a guy who like never really played to like getting recognized as the most improved player at the end of the season uh that was like a really big time for me um and i was just locked in because i knew like all right i wanted to get that offer i wanted to get um that you know that little bit of playing time or i Mm -hmm. wanted to get I wanted to elevate myself almost. Um, so those are two like really big times that I can think of where I was just like really focused and driven. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a thing I don't, did you watch the movie soul? I have seen soul. Um, you know, when they're talking about like being in flow, and right. It's almost like spiritual. Um, I can't explain how you find those things that you love and I can't explain why you find them and I can't explain why you get in those moments but I can't explain it happens a lot with things that you're passionate mm-hmm. about I have countless times been in a conversation like this where I'm not even here anymore and I'm like you're in, just in the zone yeah and my questions are phenomenal I'm hitting every note and and you'll find as you start your podcast and stuff there's an art to it dude it's not just talking you gotta figure out how to engage with your um, not only your guests and get them speaking about themselves and engaging, but also engage with your audience. Because, um, I mean, even if you, even if your your audience is um, not just you or anyone, even if you start a podcast and your audience is ten people, right? That's ten people that you need to engage with every week. Right. Say you're Joe Rogan. That's millions million, yeah. of people you need to engage with, and it's as it grows, you start getting a little more stressed. Yeah. But with for um, sure. The I found like the best times is when you're always in that moment. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, sports are the perfect example of that. I can't like um, I don't know if you do anything like draw or anything like that, but I uh, create music, and that is one of the things that I've like when I'm like when I'm feeling something, and I'm like feeling it, and I'm in the moment. Time just like stops, but also speeds up. You I know? feel you. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I don't, I know what you're talking about. Um, sometimes I feel that way, uh, when I'm just like, 
if what like if I'm hooping and I'm having like a really good game, like I get that way sometimes when I'll I'll like I'll play pickup against like some some tough competition or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'll be like a little bit nervous or I'll be like you know, I've never really played with a guy like this caliber before. So sometimes like when you when you feel like you're around a bunch of like really good players like I'll I'll be at like a run or something and and I'll just find myself like not even thinking, just mm-hmm. playing. And like me and Ethan will talk after the run and he'll be like, "Bro, like what was that like some some of those shots it looked like some of those shots were crazy and like how do you not think about that like yeah and i'm just like i just kind of throw it up and eventually i just don't really think about it so i feel what you mean like just being in the zone being locked in and then it kind of just takes a life of its own so the one thing about pickup that organized games don't um don't give you uh, and i've actually learned this through reading and everything like that um is creativity you can't create you're not going to create a wild move in a game you're going to create that wild move and pick up yeah. and then you're going to be so comfortable with doing it that you will do it in a game execute yep it's uh so i think the problem with children's sports is you got to find the balance between competitive sports where they're organized and competitive sports when they're not organized like yeah and i think basketball is the number one example of that in America because I think really anywhere soccer mainly for other places but football is you cost a lot of money you can go play seven on seven at the park and stuff like that but it's not like basketball you have a basketball you have a park you got 10 guys and go yeah yeah and all you don't even need 10 guys really you need at like minimum three one honestly you need two people go play one-on-one yeah yeah um and so I think that's why we're so dominant one at basketball and also football is like given to kids, but like, I think that's why we're so dominant. If you're, if you're gifted the athletic ability and you have a park near you, you can get a basketball. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I feel like basketball is one of those sports where like the reason why I really, uh, I feel like have connected with it more than others is basketball is, is something that you can constantly get better at. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, really there's there's not a lot of excuses that come with it obviously athletic ability strength size the uncontrollables um is what a lot of people call it um is realistically like having those uncontrollables are things where you can't control those things you can't control how big you are how tall you are how strong you are how fast you are but when you eliminate those uncontrollables with with work ethic um, that's why I love basketball is you can always get outside and dribble for five minutes and you get better five minutes a day from dribbling or you can always get outside, put some shots up mm-hmm. and that right there. Like if you shoot and dribble and do those things that you can't control, sometimes work ethic will eliminate those uncontrollables. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Steph Curry is a good example. Yeah. So bro, Steph, he, he changed the game. Um, I hated him for a while because I was, I'm, I was a LeBron fan for a while. Has my little face. <laughs> I I just enjoy basketball now. I've kind of, I've kind of in the last few years. I've kind of I used to be really big in basketball, and now I've gotten really big back into football. I get kind of go through phases. You go back and forth. Um, I think COVID kind of hurt it because my when I'm usually into football is not when I'm usually into basketball. They kind of like overlap, but then like as soon as football ends, basketball becomes big again. Right. And now they're like the same time. It was like basketball was like big, and then football started, and I was like, oh, you know, but. Back to what I was saying. I digress. Steph, bro, he is 
hate the guy. Don't really anymore, but he is phenomenal. Unreal, dude. man. I and Matt, uh, you said you didn't know him, but he's from the Bay, and he'll just be like, "I'm watching the Warriors game, things like that." Um, yeah, he and I'll just watch. I'm like, he is the epitome of. If you don't have it, make it. You know. Yeah. I mean, six three is still not short, but no. But he's not the strongest. Not LeBron. He's not. The, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't have. He doesn't have any of those. You don't look at Steph Curry. Yeah. And be like, fuck. He has something I can't teach. You yeah. know. I mean, his shooting ability is pretty off the charts. Yeah. But he's had to work for that. You know what I mean? And he's had some advantages. Like his dad played in the NBA. I think he was gifted like too. Like. But yeah, like he yeah. has some type of natural ability to shoot the ball. But he has put up thousands and thousands of shots. Like, I yeah. know for me, like, people will be like, oh, bro, like, you have a strap. How do you shoot like that? Well, like, it's Practice. Like, it's like, bro, like, I'm in the fucking gym and you're on the couch. Like, it's there. Yeah. It's just a, there's, it's just a difference. Like, yeah. For like, there's days where, like, shit, Stoller's closed. We can't get in, like, because of smoke or weather or COVID or smoke. some other bullshit that's going on, right? <laughs> but the Ugh. first thing that me and Ethan, like, our first reaction is, oh shit like we got to find a way to get in the gym mm-hmm. a lot of people when they say oh the gym's closed they're like all right well fuck i'm just gonna lay in bed and watch netflix or i'm gonna you know do homework or yeah. i'm gonna just like take the day off and we're just like we're just like fuck that like we got to find a way we got to right. find a way we got to find a way because we know that if we don't find a way all those tens and thousands of other people that are out there we'll find a way we'll find a way and then those are the people who are going to get where they need to get mm-hmm. right like it's like you're not where you want to be like don't be chilling so much you know what if I you're mean? not where you want to be take a look at where you're at and wh- where you're comfortable with right um dude it's and to an extent because we are college athletes and this school's not necessarily easy um time management is by no means is it easy, no yeah bro. dude by no means um my whole thing is like i'm not trying to like talk about myself but i'm just naturally smart so as, as long as i put in the work it's just I have to get myself to put. No, it. you are naturally. I've seen you in action. Yeah, and Randall. You went um, off in that accounting class, bro. You uh, went off. Uh, but it's like you, you gotta. Um, I gotta put the work in. You know, if I don't put the work in, I'm not gonna learn. Um, and one thing I hate about Zoom, I'm gonna digress and get all pissed off for a second. You're gonna hate on that, Zoom real quick. Is um, Zoom classes is because it's not the engagement that no I engagement. need, bro. I don't need fucking a professor talking about their own work for an hour yeah. that happened to me um we're talking about what's on the moodle page yeah. or i feel like the biggest thing too with people who are really smart which i mean i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm like one of those people but what i've seen from just people that are really really smart is a lot of times those zoom meetings with class are all stuff that they could like teach themselves you know like you're probably one of those people that could turn the camera off not listen to a single fucking thing the professor says professor posts the homework from today and you just go online and do it figure it out and get 100 the problem with university right now i think in college right now is a lot of it is you read and teach yourself and then we'll talk about it right um and that's like how you learn a lot especially in my specific field but dude my mom used to yell at me for last semester because I used to be like talking to her on the phone or something. She's like, aren't you in class right now? I'm like, yeah, but like I have to read and write about it. And then like I can like I'm going to teach myself later. Right. And then I, one of the biggest arguments I make with her is like, like I can just learn this stuff for free at the library. dude. Right. And that's the crazy thing is a lot of teachers is grading system is based on participation 
yeah. and like what you're doing in class. Like for me, yeah. I, 40% of my grade in one class is just me logging in onto Zoom. That's 40%. So you're telling me I'm paying whatever I'm paying. Obviously, I'm on scholarship, but I'm yeah. paying whatever I'm paying to log into Zoom. That's that's my grade. Yeah, dude. Like, and not only that, dude, it's like, because here's the thing. A good teacher and a good professor can make a bad professor seem horrible. Horrible, horrible bro. Horrible. Um, and so when you get those good professors, because I have a couple, everybody wants to take their class. Everybody wants to be in it. I don't necessarily get A's when I try. You know, that's the craziest thing that I've learned about college in my brain. Because I'm not like a fucking genius. Like I'm smart, but I'm not like absolutely just better than everybody. Um, there's a lot of people in this world. There are a lot of people in this world who are just geniuses. Brilliant. I yeah. am not one of them. Um, and like when I like tried and maybe I'm like smarter now and I'm more articulate now, but like, and I get a B plus, like, dude, that shit irks me to the you like, get core, pissed. bro. Yeah. And so, but like, it's necessary, man. I need to, that's a fail for me, you know, and that's my level of failure. Maybe a C is for someone else, a D is for someone else, you know, but B's are my fail. You know your standards. And so exactly. I need to work to get better. You hold yourself to a high standard. I respect that. Whether that's in school or football or whatever you yeah. got going on or even the shit, the podcast game, maybe you want a certain number of ratings or subscribers or whatever motivates you. Tough. Just find that motivation and keep going. The tough part about this is that it's, one, it's kind of taken a life of its own, and two, it's, it's, um, I gotta find my level of where I, because you always want more, man. You're not gonna not want more. You think yeah. Joe Rogan doesn't want more? Nah, no, yeah, you're not. You can't be satisfied. Ever. No, and to an extent, people like me and you who are go getters that we were talking about earlier, we're not ever gonna be satisfied. Yeah, and one of the biggest things that I. I try to explain to people when they say um, capitalism is the enemy, is the enemy. Like maybe this system, but capitalism drives innovation because if you are fucking, so let's say you create an idea, right? And it's an idea no one's had before. So no one can really buy it or sell it because it doesn't really fit into a, a formulated area, right? right? Um, and you create it like Amazon did. Yeah. As soon as you get to the top and nobody believed in you and you worked your ass off why the fuck are you gonna stop there dude right no nah, you're gonna yeah. keep doing it and they're like well he has 200 billion dollars what it's like 200 billion dollars doesn't make him happy anymore no. 250 billion dollars will make him happy next now, yeah you know? it's just levels it's weird it's it's funny you mentioned that because i was actually thinking about this the other day i've i've saw this quote uh it was on one of my trainers his name is nate bowie uh it was on his story and uh the quote was talking about something where he was saying like, don't quit because if you quit, like there's going to be time. There were times five years ago where you were yeah. thinking about quitting because you were begging to be where you're at right now. And it's crazy how that, that like that whole mindset thing like switches because when you're in high school or you're like, all right, I want to get to the college level mm -hmm. and then I'll be like, I'll happy. be, I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. You know, like yeah. I told myself that in high school and now I'm in college playing in college and I'm like, you're not satisfied. I'm not, I'm like, I want to, I want to play yeah. pro. I want to play pro. And now I'm keep telling myself like, all right, once I, once I make it to the pros, like You'll I'm going to be, be cool. I'm going to be satisfied with myself. Yeah. But then I feel like once I get to the pros, there's going to be a whole <clears throat> other level of things yeah. that I'm going to strive for, whether it's, you know, getting a bigger contract or whether it's, 
getting on a winning team or producing a certain amount of numbers, whatever the case is, there's gonna there's just levels of production in every single thing that you do where you're naturally just gonna want more. Everybody wants what they quote unquote can't have, so that's what causes you to chase after it. Dan Bilzerian was on the Joe Rogan experience a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he was saying like there's levels to happiness. Mm-hmm. Um and the the levels are, you know, so say all you want in your life is a Lamborghini, right? Okay. You have a car and all you want is a Lamborghini. The level you're going to be at when you get that Lamborghini, as opposed to someone who's getting their 10th Lamborghini, you know? Right. You give a person a 10th Lamborghini or you give a person their first Lamborghini, those levels are absolutely different. Completely. And so the levels to happiness, you know, it changes when you get to a certain amount of success. So what you strive for is bigger and greater. And I think that's just natural. That's basically the Pareto distribution. So it's basically saying that, do you know what the Pareto distribution is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like as you lose, you lose more rapidly and as you win. You win more you rapidly, win more. and a smaller percentage has like all the money. Right, and ha- like so, like I think it's like something like one percent of the people have like almost all the money. The two percent of the people have like um, half of that, and then it just keeps going down. Yeah, um, and so most of the wealth is in the one percent. We all know that. We all talk about that, and it's but it's hum- it happens in every single thing. Like Joe Rogan, he's the 1%. He gets the majority of the podcast views, which is crazy because like if you really think about a podcast, it's just people talking, right? So for one guy to have almost all of the views, it blows my mind. It's like music, you know? Hip-hop gets the majority of music played on the radio. Certain hip-hop artists have the majority of the hip-hop music played on the artist. It's like a monopoly kind of thing. Natural monopoly, yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know how to fix it because I'm not smart enough, but I also know it needs to be fixed because I am smart enough. I'm at that level. <laughs> I feel you. You don't know how, but you know it needs to. Yeah. So back to you though. Um, are there anything that like you're really interested in besides uh like obviously you're gonna start this podcast and uh, basketball, but is there anything like I don't know, let's say snowboarding or anything that something weird, a little hobby that you're into? I'm really into uh, I'm, this. This is crazy, but I'm I'm really into fashion. Really, um, I've gotten I've gotten into it over the past couple of years. I mean, uh, I've like always been dressed well because my mom like my mom's pretty woke, so she would like mm-hmm. she would dress me well growing up. But um, I've 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 really taken a new interest into style, um, and I really like I like how uh, you know like you go on on Instagram and you see like the tunnel pictures of like players coming out to their nfl games or their nba games and they're all dripped out and stuff like that i've really taken an interest in like brands and learning about like fashion brands and kind of figuring out what brands i like and stuff like that i love i love to go shopping and just like look at different brands or like see different people's different styles and stuff like that it's, it's something i might want to get my feet delve into, into. Too. maybe maybe a little clothing brand along the, along the way you know stay tuned but I've, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. If you guys are listening today, don't steal my idea. Um, what do you think about me doing merch or you're not going to steal it. But what do you think about me doing merch? Right. And calling it and having like hoodies and stuff and like having the same like demands or demanding and stuff like that. Yeah. Just be like in like cursive print. See what I was going to say is when I launch this underdog yeah. thing, eventually when it takes off, I would do merch for it. Like, yeah. I think for your podcast, like 
you should get merch. For sure. I was. I think merch is part of the podcast. I know, I know, I know. I was thinking about it, dude. I, was, I mean, like, look at the Nelk Boys. The Nelk Boys is a really good example, mm-hmm. by the way. This is a really good example of like what we're talking about right now. Look at what the Nelk Boys do, right? I mean, we can just look at like back how they started. Obviously, they're huge now. Every time they set foot somewhere, everybody knows them. But back when they started, it was just a bunch of kids fucking around and pranking people, right? Mm-hmm. Just like but like they were videotaping it and putting it on youtube just like like mm-hmm. this is a podcast right but the nelk boys make shit tons of money right and like okay maybe youtube pays them or whatever but if you look at the majority like if you have you ever tried to buy a full send shirt or anything like that mm-hmm. like if you go on their merch drops like i just wanted Everything to go on i out. went on one time just to fucking see what it's like yeah and like i wasn't gonna buy anything but i look at it and i'm like wow like shirts, hoodies, anything you can possibly imagine just for saying full send on it is sold out within minutes. It's insane. It's insane. So they make all of their money just off their merch, right? Or the majority of it, yeah. Okay, majority of it, right? But like the Nelk Boys, they don't. They could probably not make another video for the rest of their lives and just drop merch and they'd probably be fine at that point because they've built their brand to a certain degree. So yeah. the way you're building this up, right? Continue to build that brand eventually merch could carry you bro yeah i was my friend who's kind of my marketer um again it's weird it's weird doing this uh but uh he he's he always says he's actually gonna hoodies and things like that and i was like ah, i'm gonna think about it it's because it's 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 really hard to like do something that you didn't think you're gonna do you know um I'm glad you guys are setting up plans and having meetings about it because it will help you a lot in the long run because I downloaded an app and started talking to people like I was talking on the phone and it's turned into something I can't even describe. Yeah. And it almost has like a, it's almost like a priority, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, merch is crazy. Cause like who, who has some crazy merch that I was like going to say like, Every single time you go to concerts, bro, merch is just being sold, 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 sold. Like, I think it's like, how much money do you think they actually make? Like, say you're at a concert, like a gunna concert, right? Right. And it's in, what is, Moda Center? Is that what it's yeah. here? So it's in Moda Center. How much do you think of their revenue that comes in is based on merch? It's got to be a good a amount, lot, right? Because they have, they'll have like, what they'll do is they'll put up like shirts or hoodies that you can like only get at that concert. Like for example, yeah, the when Travis Scott was on the Astro World tour, the Astro World hoodie, I mean that shit was on, like you couldn't get that shit unless you went to the concert. Yeah. So I know like a lot of that will, that stuff is like cool and like in the moment when you're there at the con, like looking back you're probably like oh whatever like I don't need that hoodie but when you're there you're like that shit's tough Dude, I want I, that you know yeah so like when shit i mean merch can really carry you Mm -hmm. uh throughout do you think that what do you think the next like step is for social media like obviously you're not like you're not like fucking in like you're not a like owner of twitter or anything but what do you think like where do you think we're headed like almost like because we're seeing clubhouse we were talking about earlier and we're seeing these new forms of like conversation and podcasts are blowing up what do you think the next social media is going to be almost like a facetime kind of thing yeah it's it's absolutely nuts uh there's so many different things that social media can do i don't know if you've seen um what's that what's that netflix documentary that i'm thinking oh the social dilemma the social dilemma yeah that 
that that Netflix documentary absolutely changed my perspective on social media. And I think to some degree, like that is where we're heading. And I think social media's algorithms and stuff have just ultimately created like a mind of a their monster, own, dude. an absolute monster. A fucking monster. So really, what the way <laughs> social media is really going wherever people take it, because realistically, we're creating something that's that creating eventually itself. is just going to create yeah. itself, and I it's know. just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. So in terms of social media, I feel like I can't even answer that because social media has gotten to the point where like I create an Instagram account. Maybe when I was in like eighth grade, mm-hmm. and like I didn't think it would be the way it is now, you know. So I had Snapchat in seventh grade. I remember I downloaded it because someone told me, and my name is still like Colin. I'm not gonna say my name because I don't want all these guys adding me on Snapchat. But it's like numbers, yeah. And it's like there's you didn't take your username seriously. Now you can't change it. Yeah, I, did the, same thing. I did the same sa- thing. Snapchat is like the one you can't change. Which is weird. It's weird. I accidentally... So my number in basketball was... So I'm just going to give one of the numbers. My number in basketball was 25, and I accidentally clicked 24. So it goes one of my favorite numbers and then 24. And it's just like this number that I don't really care about. (laughs) I was like, eh, Kobe. Um, But yeah, dude, I think the next step for... I think, dude, there's going to be AI like existing all itself like i think there's gonna be ai you can communicate with and talk to and they're gonna create like one day i really do think you're gonna be able to walk into like a certain store and be like all right i want this type of um like maybe i don't know like mood or algorithm for your head and the ai will formulate it and then you like get to like implant it in your head and i think like that's how we'll communicate one day is that would be absolutely like Neuralink, bro like how um Elon Musk is doing like Neuralink. It's like fusing AI with human brains to like fix Alzheimer's and stuff. I think one day you're going to be like, all right, I want, I have depression. I want to be chronically happy. So you'll put a little implant and it'll make you happy. That's unbelievable. I think that's what's going to happen. If that happens, man, God help us. I think one day somebody said that, I think it might've been Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast, but he said like maybe humans were just here to create the AI. It's possible. Hey, Marvel, I just created a movie for you, by the way. Fight the AI human models that are taking over. Marvel, tap in. <laughs> tap in, Marvel. Um, but yeah, back. Uh, I digress. Um, do you think that one day we'll have something... Like, you're sitting right here, right now. Yep. Do you think one day... Because I think this is how it's heading. Like, you'll just be able to pop up as like a hologram almost and like we can do this like you're here you'll look like almost like you're here like star wars but you'll be able to like be like, i was almost thinking like beamed bro like being beamed places you know so you can see like everything you're seeing right now but i'm a hologram instead of well maybe it's even you bro you can just like tra- like what is it called it's like it's like a star trek beam me up scotty you know that thing where they like get beamed and they oh, go places yeah. like that shoot that would be absolutely crazy if, if they had something like that, um, technology is absolutely gone mad. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can't even say I'd be surprised if something like that happened, but I agree with you. AI is like the next, like, it's almost like the next, like ecosystem to run this planet. Almost. Yeah. Because humans have have taken technology and social media and all the things that we've been able to create um, and, and, and absolutely blown it out of proportion. Like yeah. when we were kids, we used to go play outside 
like now we see kids on covid wear two masks and dude, all this there's stuff. like there's like sixth graders who follow me on instagram That's probably so younger weird, dude. honestly so what i'm what i'm saying is like i'm really nervous for our kids because i i want to raise my kids like how i was raised you know like the old-fashioned way. but it's yeah. going to be really difficult when phones and and everything get involved because it's all happening younger and younger and younger now what is your biggest fear oof my biggest fear uh i would say i got like i got a couple things that um one of my biggest fears is losing my parents uh, i think everybody thinks about that everybody knows that day is coming um especially once you start to realize like all right i'm getting into my 20s 30s 40s yeah. um so yeah the day that my parents are gone that's gonna be i really am dreading that day i'm mm -hmm. fearful of that day um and then the next thing i just think um that i'm fearful of is eventually when i become a father uh i just i want to be like the best dad to my kids i want to be like somebody like that you know can look at their dad and be like yeah my dad was the shit like i look up to my dad my dad's my hero like i want to be almost superman or spider-man or whatever your favorite superhero is i want to be that towards my kids and i want my kids to view me that way so my biggest fear is not being that for my kids yeah that's that's one that's one it's hard to understand like what it's going to be like to be a father right because we you don't like everyone's like it changes your life dude you i don't want to know right now yeah but i do want that someday oh yeah it's just interesting to think like one day there's gonna be something that matters like more way more than you'll ever matter than to anything, yourself again. yeah eventually like people realize what their purpose is in life and a lot of times people's purpose is just to create a better life that than they had for their kids and like i had a pretty good life i had a pretty good childhood i have a pretty good life i'm pretty blessed but i want to i want to almost create something for my kids that's even better than what i had and that's part of the reason why i work as hard as i do you know yeah um i think you have a good mindset for that you know sure. i think being a I think being a important role, being a driven role, having a driven focus is exactly what you need to be when you're ultimately a father one day. I have a bunch of people that I know who are fathers and they're like, dude, I was not ready, but now I got to be focused and I got to be driven and I got to be absolutely um, on my shit, you know? And so that's one of my biggest fears is like having a kid right now um, because like, I want to do right by my kid, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I agree. Just kind of being that. Well, man, I think that's a good way to end it. That's a great way to end it. Episode 45 with Noah Lewis. If you guys did enjoy this, be sure to check out his podcast when it is launched. And always come back. Listen to the demanders, you know? Listen to Colin demand some answers. Listen to me and my new guests. I got some interesting guests coming on in the next few weeks. Thank you guys for being so supportive. Don't forget to follow me on my social media and stay up to date with the show. See you guys next week.